What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Trapped in the U.S. podcast, where we connect the dots between current news headlines and biblical prophecy. I'm your host, KB, and today is Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. I have some major, major breaking news to discuss with you guys today. Really explosive uh, news headlines that's happened here in the last week. We're going to go over them all. We got information we're going to be releasing to you later in the podcast that is going to be very explosive. Uh, we have a uh, some very, very, very interesting news to release about the border and World War III. But let's get into that. But before we do, I want to uh, invite everyone to please like and subscribe our YouTube channel over at uh, Trapped in the U.S., and also, please follow us on Patreon as well, patreon.com forward slash trapped in the U.S. podcast. You can uh, support our channel by just doing a five, $5 a month or a $10 a month subscription every single month. It's like a membership subscription, and it really helps us uh, at the channel to be able to continue to bring you this podcast and to be able to uh, deliver these news to you guys uh, that is really crucial in this hour for you guys to hear and know. So anyways, uh, let's get into it. We got uh, Israel first. Gaza moves closer to Rafa offensive despite bloodbath warning. So this came out um, earlier or later, middle of last week, uh, uh, later last week, yeah, about Thursday or Friday, uh, this uh, uh, right before the uh, Rafa attack that came by Israel. And let's read it here. Israel has moved closer to a full-scale ground offensive against the southern Gaza city of Rafa. Benjamin Netanyahu ordered military leaders to present a plan to evacuate citizens from the area. Despite warnings from a senior aid official that an assault on Rafa where about 1.3 million people displaced Palestinians are sheltering, this would lead to a bloodbath, and the UN is urging against forced mass displacement. Israel appeared determined to push ahead. They said it is impossible to achieve the war goal of eliminating Hamas and leaving four Hamas battalions in Rafah, Israel Prime Minister said in a statement, rejecting a warning from the Biden administration that it could not support an offensive against Rafah. On the other hand, it's clear that a massive operation in Rafah requires an evacuation of the civilian population from those combat zones. Do you guys think that actually happened and that actually took place? Israel, next headline, Israel military order to prepare to evacuate Rafa. Okay, so here's the map. There's Rafa there in the center middle. Israel says it wants to evacuate and invade the city where 1.5 million Palestinians are sheltering. Uh, so are they going to evacuate 1.5 million people first and then attack? How are they going to get those people out? They can't go into Egypt. Um, they can't go north. They can't go out to the sea. How are they going to get out and where are they going to go before they start dropping bombs on 1.5 million people? The disclosure by Netanyahu's office that it requested detailed evacuation plans Along with a military plan for fighting in the city came a day after Joe Biden described Israel, Israel's military response in Gaza as over the top and saying he was seeking a sustained pause in fighting. 
Biden has said he's been pushing for a deal to normalize relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel, increase humanitarian aid for Palestinian civilians, and pause the fighting temporarily to allow the release of hostages taken by Hamas. <clears throat> February 11th, 2024. This is from Hal Turner Radio Show. Despite publicly and privately being warned, Israel has begun bombing Rafah in the Gaza Strip. So they haven't uh, gotten a 1.5 million out. They just started bombing. And Israel, uh, Merkava, uh, IV tanks, Namer heavy armored personnel carriers, and Puma armored engineering vehicles are reported on the move to the north and east of Rafa in the southern Gaza Strip. Palestinian TV says intense land, sea, and air bombardment on all areas of the city of Rafa and in south of Gaza. And here's a mosque back here that they uh, apparently attacked. Next day, February 12th, 164 civilians dead, 230 injured, and rising in overnight bombing of Rafah by Israel. At least 164 Palestinians were killed in Gaza in the past 24 hours from Israel bombing of Rafah, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. The death toll of Palestinians from Israeli strikes in Gaza Strip has now reached 28,340 souls since October 7, 2023. <sighs> Last night, a teenager who was in one of the structures that was hit by Israeli bombs suffered both her legs being blown off below the knees as the body was hurled through rubble. It showed the image, but I'm not going to show it to you guys because it's extremely disturbing. And a mosque was blown up. Here's the picture of the mosque that was blown up. And apparently this is an important, important mosque in Rafa for those who want to go and have safety and worship uh, as they please here. Um, it was completely destroyed. I'm sure there were people in there sheltering from the bombs and it was directly bombed. At the start of Israel's so-called self-defense for the attacks of October 7th, Israel began bombing the northern Gaza Strip. They distributed airdrop and airdrop 10,000 or tens of thousands of leaflets telling residents to evacuate to the south. About 1.4 million people evacuated once the bombing started. Those people fled to Rafah. As the Israeli military action continued, it moved southward in Gaza. And now that almost all the 2.3 million residents of Gaza are trapped in the south, Israel has begun bombing the south. People have no way out. They cannot go into Egypt via the Rafah border crossing because Egypt will not allow a mass refugee, refugee exodus, which would achieve Israel's goal of forced relocation, which is a war crime and a crime against humanity pursuant to the Geneva Conventions. The Palestinians also cannot go into Israel because Israel has closed all crossings from Gaza. So they are trapped with no way out. And Israel now engaged in airstrikes, dropping 500 pound bombs on them. The Palestinian death toll is rising at a staggering rate. Yet for some reason, it appears the world is doing nothing to halt the slaughter. Next headline, Washington Post panic mounts. In Rafa, over looming Israel offensive, 
after night strikes. Of course, panicking. Uh, can you imagine the million plus people in this area that have seen the whole Gaza Strip get wiped out and obliterated and destroyed? Every building practically wiped out. Uh, 28,000 souls plus have already been lost. And all these people are holding up in Rafa with no place to go. And they just started dropping bombs. Like, where do they go? What do they do? Can you imagine being some being a Palestinian with your family and you've been displaced out of your home? You're on the streets. You have no clue when, when you're going to eat, how you're going to sleep, how you're going to take care of your family. And are just dropping bombs on everybody. And now it's come down to this point and there's literally nowhere to go. What would, what would you do? How would you feel if you were one of them? What compassion is it going to take from us? What is it going to take to get these innocent lives out of harm's way? Is there anything that anybody can do? Continuing Jerusalem has uh, the Israel strikes that lit up the night in Gaza, southern city of Rafah on Monday, sent pulses of fear through the 1.4 million Palestinians for whom that strip of land has become a shelter of last resort. Israel's army described overnight attacks as cover for a special forces mission to rescue two elderly Israeli Argentine hostages. The operation succeeded. Fring Fernando Simon Marmon, who is 60 years old, and Luis Har, who is 70 years old. The cost human cost was massive. At least 67 people were killed throughout the city, the Gaza Health Ministry said. A video from the house in Rafa showed the body of a Palestinian girl. We talked about that. 164 people have been killed, another 200 wounded plus across the Gaza Strip. So uh, both headlines confirming the same thing that's happening in Rafa, and it's still continuing. Who knows what's going on today, but these bombings will continue i guess until every palestinian has been wiped out in the gaza strip um i just can't begin to explain the the frustration and the grief that i think most citizens of the world are feeling as they watch this unfold before our very eyes and we feel trapped and helpless as this monstrosity continues Continuing, they are tired. We are tired and cannot bear any more of this torture. Mervat, 51, who's staying in a tent with her sister's family in Rafa after being displaced. All that I hope now is that the war ends. I don't know where to go. Echoing the sediment expressed across Gaza, there's no place that's safe. UN Chief Antonio Guterres, noting that half of Gaza's population is already crammed into Rafa, said on social media that the looming Israel campaign would exponentially increase what is already a humanitarian nightmare. Well, if you feel that way, Mr. UN Chief, why don't you do something about it? What are you doing about it? Are we just going to trade barbs and and uh, we're just going to say this is unacceptable or this could potentially cause... We know it's already causing mass casualties. We know people's lives are being wiped out and obliterated what are you going to do about it do you have any power to do it anything at all is there anybody else that's going to step up and do something about this and try to fix this continuing the conflict began on october 7th when hamas led militants ambushed israel 
border communities from Gaza, killing 1,200 people and taking 253 hostages. More than 28,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israel's retaliatory military campaign. Much of the Gaza Strip has been flattened by airstrikes. Israel authorities say Hamas is holding the bodies of about 30 people who died in captivity or who were killed on October 7th. Let's continue. Um, Zero Hedge. Egypt warns Israel Rafah invasion could negate 1979 peace treaty. With Israel on the verge of invading Gaza, southernmost city, Egypt is warning that such a move could trigger a suspension of the treaty that has maintained peace between the two countries since 1979, Wall Street Journal reports. Israel Prime Minister uh, Benji Netanyahu on Friday directed the Israel Defense Forces to plan the evacuation of the city of Rafah, which lies on Gaza's southern border with Egypt and reportedly holds more than a million refugees already forced from their homes elsewhere. Israel Prime Minister said on, uh, it looks like, Twitter, the Prime Minister's office, it's impossible to achieve the goal of, of war, of the war of eliminating Hamas by leaving four Hamas battalions in Rafah. On the contrary, it is clear the intense activity in Rafah requires that civilian uh, civilians evacuate the area um, of combat. So now Israel is saying this, this could break up the peace treaty that they've had for going on uh, 40 years plus. If this happens, one particularly sensitive slice of real estate is the so-called Philadelphia route or Philadelphia corridor, which stretches nine miles across the the Gaza-Egypt border. Diplomatic accords establish limits on the number of troops that either Israel or Egypt can position in several delineated zones along and near the border, which certainly don't authorize large number of Israel troops or armored vehicles. In late December, Netanyahu said the Philadelphia route has to be in our hands if Gaza is to be effectively and permanently demilitarized. In January, an Egyptian official said it must be strictly emphasized that any Israeli move in this direction will lead to a serious threat to Egyptian-Israel relations. So this thing is continuing to accelerate, guys. This is a picture right here of the Gaza Strip and that red area at the bottom, that's the Philadelphia Corridor <clears throat> on the most southern edge of Rafa and the Egyptian border. While an Egyptian diplomatic delegation visited Tel Aviv on Friday to discuss the situation, Egyptian President Sisi has rejected several phone calls from Netanyahu. The threat that large numbers of Palestinian refugees could soon be pouring across the border raises many deep concerns for Egypt. Times of Gaza, with the threat of a looming ground invasion by the Israeli occupation that is in Rafah, the situation has become dire. dire. The lives of more than one million displaced Palestinians are at imminent risk of being taken. Continuing on, uh, breaking news, Syrian foreign minister says, we are ready for war with Israel. Okay. How many countries right now are threatening war or at war with Israel? We have Lebanon. We have Jordan on the border. Uh, we have uh, Yemen uh, on the border. We have Qatar. We have Egypt on the other side. We have Syria. Uh, we have Iraq. Um, 
and all of them are um or continuing on into iran as well so th this whole area of land and all these countries all these people are literally threatening war or already dealing with proxy wars with israel as we speak because of the result of this attack that first hit to hit, happened to israel and now the retaliatory attack in gaza strip and the palestinian lives that have been lost this is continuing to accelerate at a very fast pace guys this is incredible um how fast this is going continuing on syria has waged several wars against israel and is ready for new ones syrian foreign minister Faisal Magdad warned during a joint press conference with his Iranian counterpart on Sunday. The Syrian diplomat also said his country was ready to liberate parts of its territory occupied illegally by Israel, which is the Golan Heights, the United States Conoco oil fields, and Turkey's northeastern Syria, Syria Kurdistan. Iran's foreign minister, Hossein, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name, traveled to Lebanon in Syria over the weekend to discuss Israeli aggression. In particular, he, he was received by Syrian President Bashar al-Assad, who stressed that supplying arms to Israel, the U.S. is increasing the risk of the conflict spreading to other countries in the Middle East. Let's go on to uh, other World War III news. It came out today. This is a, a in, incredible story that seems to be shaking heads uh, in Congress today, and everyone in the news is trying to figure out what's going on. So apparently on, on February 9th, Russia launched a rocket into space, and it's caused a U.S. national security threat. It's been to, announced today. Five days ago, February 9th, Roscomos, the Russian space agency, conducted a rocket launch into space carrying cargo for the Russian military defense. Today, February 14th, Americans are being told of a new threat described as destabilizing. Earlier today, February 14th, U.S. Congressman Mike Turner, representative of Ohio, <clears throat> head of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, announced to the nation a new destabilizing threat to national security and revealed all members of Congress are now able to go into the secure house briefing area to learn details within the offices of the U S house of representatives is a C S C I F segmented compartmentalized information facility. Anyone entering the S C I F is searched for electronic devices, which are absolutely forbidden. Entrants are also barred from taking any notes. They are read in on the classified material, and when they depart the facility, they are reminded they are forbidden to talk to anyone about what they have learned under penalty of prison. So this is obviously a classified meeting where they cannot record anything, they cannot take notes, they're just hearing what it is, but it's extremely important and extremely classified, and they cannot speak about it. But they're all had to go there to hear this destabilizing news. In the notice above, the words destabilizing foreign military capability. Destabilizing means it is a power they have, but we don't have. That's what destabilizing means in this context. So apparently they're saying Russia has put something up into space that we don't have the capability of yet, and they've got the advantage on us. CNN and other media outlets are claiming this has something to do with Russia. It may. 
On February 9th, the Cosmos 2575 mission was launched by Roscosmos using a Soyuz 2 rocket carrying an unknown payload into space for the Russian military of defense. It is almost guaranteed our spy satellites and ground-based information gathering capabilities have kept close watch on whatever went up. Based on our current capabilities for intel gathering, it seems likely that we now have some idea what it is or possibly know exactly what it is. Five days later, we're being told this is some new destabilizing foreign military capability. There's a lot of guesses of what that could be. Could it be a, a potential nuclear weapon in space that could be dropped anytime that they want? It could be a fractional orbitable uh, bombardment system. These are space-based nuclear warheads that can be released at any time over to Earth several times under their own power for months or years or just once and come down anywhere with zero advance warning. A particular city in a particular country will go from happy-go-lucky to vaporized with zero warning. There's no such defense for this weaponry. And Zero Hedge, just confirming who had Russian nukes in space on their election year disruption bingo card. <laughs> With false flag trending on X today, major imminent grave terrifying security threat, threat fire alarm in political cir circles. That, by the way, was market completely ignored. Turned out to be, drumroll please, Pentagon official on Zero Hedge says security threat is tied to space. It's a Russian space sharks with with laser beams attached to their heads. Uh, so they're joking here. But two sources familiar with deliberations on Capitol Hill said the intelligence has to do with Russians wanting to put a nuclear weapon in space. Guys, this is getting worse by the day. And uh, there's some of you out there um, who do not think anything is wrong. People, we have family members, all of us friends that just believe nothing is wrong this is all stuff that's just happening don't even understand any of the news don't watch any of the news uh don't even know what's happening uh, outside of cnn or, or fox or any of these other um uh, uh news stations and they're oblivious completely oblivious to all this stuff that's going on guys we have war war three cooking and the pot is getting hot and i guarantee you the frog <clears throat> is going to get lit up in this pot um we are the frog america we are the frog there's no way that this is not going to come back to haunt us this is very 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 concerning what is happening right now and it's got obviously all of congress concerned today markets are freaking out over it as we can continue to look here uh continue reading from zero hedge this will this be an event that triggers some increased crackdown on russian sympathizers will this be an event that warrants political uh politicians allowed terrified americans to vote in by mail ballot once again because you're safe from russian spakes pace nukes in your home what is the purpose for this that's happening that we're all trying to figure out here we go speaker mike johnson said there's no need for public alarm i saw chairman turner's statement on the issue and i want to assure the american people there's no need for public alarm uh, speaker mike johnson told reporters on capitol hill we're going to work together to address this matter as we do all sensitive matters that are classified the markets appear 
to have been right in shrugging off this latest distraction from uh, Representative Mike Turner, as you see the market graph there. Continuing, Ukraine sinks Russian Navy ship in the Black Sea. Okay, this is this is very concerning, guys. How many U.S. weapons? European weapons by proxy are Ukraine going to shoot at Russia and sink ships and kill Russians before they attack back? How long do we have? Do we think that that Russia is going to just sit idly by and let us sink their ships and nothing's going to happen? Would we let countries sink our battleships and do nothing? Would we not retaliate? Would we not respond? What if this was on the, the Gulf Shore? What if this was on the Atlantic coast or on the Pacific coast and our ships were being sunk by Russian weapons? Would we do nothing? Would we sit idly by? So these are, this is very concerning. Let's, let's continue to read this. <clears throat> so Ukraine attacked and sunk another Russian Navy ship in the Black Sea. This is this one is Cesar Kunikov. According to information released by the Ukraine and armed forces, the Magur V-5 drone sank the Russian warship near Alupka, Crimea. Shown at this picture below, as you guys are looking, if you have the video in front of you. Uh, this ship from the Black Sea fleet, a Ukrainian has sunk. Uh, since the beginning of Russian, uh, this is the fourth ship. The fourth ship, this ship right here, the Cesar Kunikov, is a large landing ship with a crew comprising of 87 personnel, built in 1986, 38 years old. You see all the different uh, uh, details about it. It could carry 10 tanks and 340 soldiers. And I'm sure some of those soldiers, I'm sure some of those tanks, some of those personnel were on the ship when this happened. Continuing on, uh, Zero Hedge, NATO chief shocks with prediction of decades-long confrontation with Russia. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg issued some shocking words over the weekend, which the Kremlin will likely take as a threat. NATO is not looking for war with Russia. He says, but we have to prepare ourselves for a confrontation that could last decades. This is classic military industrial complex looking at how everyone can profit for this whole situation, profit off of all this war, all the death of civilians going on. And we got to stretch it out, guys. We got to we got to make it last as long as possible just like we did in the Gulf War, just like we did in Afghanistan, just like we did in Vietnam. The line never went forward or backwards. We got to keep this thing going for a long time, guys, because this is how we make our money. This is a profit-generating factory right here. And this is the, the, the talk that they talk. Let's continue. German Daily Welt Arm. On Saturday, his words also reflect a new emphasis and drive among NATO planners for European countries to urgently invest more heavily in defense and domestic weapons production. So, yeah, we got to invest. We got to make more weapons. We got to keep those factories going. We got to we got to make sure that we can 
we can uh, capitalize on this for as long as possible. We're going to retire off this. So far, defense leaders and officials from NATO countries have tended to speak about a time frame of the conflict lasting years, but to hear Stoltenberg tell the West it must brace for war going on for decades is unprecedented. If Putin wins in Ukraine, there's no guarantee that Russian aggression will not spread to other countries, Stoltenberg continued, echoing an assumption that it's been a persistent talking point of Zelensky and his Western backers. Of course it's going to spread to other countries. You can't, what, are they going to bomb Ukraine until it a big hole falls into the center of the earth and there's no Ukraine? Then what? There's going to be retribution. It's going to come to NATO, and it's just a matter of time, a matter of escalation, and and a chess match being handled right now on a high level. And I guarantee you this is going to happen in the European Union. This is to European nations. This is going to come to America's shores. This is going to spread if we do not stop this now. And it doesn't look like anyone is trying to stop it, trying to do anything about it. If anything, they're trying to prepare for it to last as long as possible. Continuing, allies must ramp up support to Ukraine and member states must invest in NATO military infrastructure. Deterrence only works if it's credible. As long as we invest in our own security and remain united, we will continue to deter any form of aggression. Those are hopeful words he's saying here. Interestingly, the words followed on the heels of this Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, where the Russian leader appeared to appeal directly to the U.S. government, saying he's ready for sincere talks to end the war. We are willing to negotiate, Putin told uh, Tucker Carlson. In, in a said reference to the Biden administration, you should tell the current Ukrainian leadership to stop and come to the negotiating table. Putin also emphasized that the West must understand it is impossible to defeat Russia in Ukraine. Putin's point was that no matter the timeline and how long the war gets drawn out, it will be the same result of a Russian battlefield victory. The White House was quick to bat down Putin's apparent overture as insincere. Despite Mr. Putin's words, we have seen no actions to indicate he is interested in ending this war. If he was, he would pull back his forces and stop his ceaseless attacks on Ukraine, a White House official told the New York Times this weekend. Well, if we were interested in not having war with Russia, we wouldn't uh, supply weapons to Ukraine. We wouldn't have let Ukraine uh, bomb the Donbass, which was uh, Russian... uh, speaking people who did not want to be a part of Ukraine and appeal to Russia and uh, uh, Putin to help come to their defense. And it wasn't until bombs was dropped and people were killed in the Donbass at this war. We all remember these guys hope we forget what happened, but we remember what happened. We remember those NATO weapons being moved into Ukraine. We remember the appeal from Russia to not go forward. We remember all the promises. We remember all the different things in Europe in Europe and Queens and all sorts of ministers promised and, and wrote treaties out to Russia, said they will not expand NATO anywhere near there. And they wrote up treaties and promised and put their right hand up and swore it would never happen. And they lied and they admitted that they lied. So, 
there's no way that we can continue or anyone can just think, okay, that we just are stupid, dumb, uh, useless eater citizens living in America and don't know what's going on and don't understand what's happening. Okay. People understand your citizens understand what's going on. And that's why there's problems. That's why people don't want you in office. That's why people aren't voting for you. So you got to find other ways to get votes. You got to find other creative ways. People want their country back. People want their freedom back. And it's being taken from us from the start of the war has remained a key talking point as we continue of Western pundits and leaders to assume Putin is driving an expansionist war that threatens the rest of Europe. This has resulted in some leading European allies to distractically increase their defense spending and arms production as Stoltenberg is still encouraging. Let's uh, continue on here. I love this. Max Blumenthal, um, uh, uh, tweet. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg declares the Ukraine proxy war a fight for NATO expansion and a limitless right to place military installations on Russian frontiers, something no Western power would accept from an adversary. I remember, I think some of us remember, maybe you weren't alive at that time, but you've heard the stories about the Cuba Missile Crisis, okay, and Russia putting missiles in Cuba and it took JFK to stop that from happening the way that he did. And it saved us. We were almost on the tip of nuclear war when that took place. And they um, somehow just uh, worked that whole thing out. We're able to remove those, uh, come to terms, remove those missiles. We re- removed missiles from Turkey and it, we, we did a slow withdrawal back down and peace somehow was resolved because cooler has prevailed. There's no cooler heads anywhere, anywhere. Nobody in leadership has a cool head right now. We're all being led into the wine press and the slaughter. Biden rejects offer uh, here to zero hedge. Biden rejects Putin's offer for negotiations on Ukraine issued on Tucker Carlson interview. So, He's already saying we don't want to. We don't want no peace. We don't want no negotiation. We 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 heard your negotiation uh, offer um, on Tucker Carlson, and we also remember you offered to peace uh, and talked about offering a way to negotiate out of this before the war began, and that was turned down. That was turned down. That was shrugged off. We're going to have this war. And NATO was not going to take no for an answer. And here we are now looking at uh, the continued increase of World War III expanding. Uh, Further noted, Russian media is touting the widely watched interview as the first time Putin has offered concrete conditions which can lead to settlement. I think the most important message in Putin's interview is that Russia is ready for a political or diplomatic solution to the Ukraine conflict. Said Dmitry Slusloff, director, deputy director of the Center for European and International Studies at Russia's higher higher school of economics. But it requires a political will from the United States. The overture's significance also lies in the fact that Russia is winning the war and thus has less reason to enter negotiations at this moment or having a clear upper hand. This fact alone means Putin's words could represent a significant and authentic invitation to start serious talks.
But perhaps to be expected, the White House doesn't seem to like that as the U.S. has swiftly rejected Putin's offer. Spokesman for the White House National Security Council responded to Putin's interview by telling New York Times, there's nothing to indicate this is a genuine offer. Both we and President Zelensky have said numerous times that we believe this war will end through negotiations, the spokesperson said. Despite Mr. Putin's words, we have seen no actions to indicate he's interested in ending the war. Like we said in an earlier article, if he was, he would pull back his forces and stop the ceaseless attacks on Ukraine. And we are doing ceaseless attacks on Russia as well. And we are steadily blaming the others and not looking at ourselves. We are leading everybody into World War III where billions of people's lives here are at stake. and. It's not about the citizens. It's that this time, this is this is such an evil war uh, conglomerate that is making this happen behind the scenes, and they will not stop until there's blood in all of our streets in every country. They will not stop because they have their bunkers. They have their underground places of safety. They have their guarantees from the elites and the, and the highest people up there. They're going to be just fine. Their family's going to be fine. So they don't need to worry about the useless eaters and that's going to die. We, there's too many people on the planet anyway. I digress. The NBC spokesperson also repeated a familiar Biden administration talking point, telling the Times further that ultimately it's up to Ukraine to decide its path on negotiations. Well, Zelensky has refused to do that Ter- ter- territorial concessions as well as forever giving up claims on Crimea. Even if Zelensky refuses, it is likely an inevitability. Even if it takes years, Putin and his officials have pointed out. Next, the, the sun has this new article. It just came out bunker down NATO countries to build bunkers along border with Putin as Europe warns, has warned to ramp up weapon stocks to wartime levels. The project will cost 51.2 million European or Euro dollars and ensures readiness to fight the enemy from the first meter and first hour. Let's get into this article. Three NATO countries will build bunkers along the border with Russia as World War III fears continue to grow. Europe has also been warned to ramp up weapons, stocks to wartime levels in preparation for an impending battle against Vladimir Putin. So they know, they know Putin is coming. Russia is coming. This war with Ukraine and all the proxies that that have been involved, you guys know it's coming to your doorsteps. It's coming to your countries. It's coming to your streets, but you won't stop. You won't halt it. No one is standing up making sense. Nobody is trying with any effort at all to stop this and talk with wisdom. Everybody is all in, and they don't care if their countries get. But We're just going to build bunkers because we know, we know this is going to come to us, and our citizens are going to be uh, attacked and but we're going to build bunkers. We're not going to negotiate. We're not going to try to stop. We're not, we're not going to let cooler heads prevail. We're not going to seek peace. We're just going to build bunkers, and we hope that saves us. 
Bunker down, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia defense officials announced plans to build 600 bunkers along Russian borders. As a result of the carnage caused by the Russian president's two-year invasion of Ukraine, this is the sun talking, the defense ministers of Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia have agreed to take action to avoid a similar fate. The trio of Baltic nations will construct an extensive network of fortifications along the borders with Russia to deter Putin invading their countries. It's thought the total cost will be about 60 million, uh, 51.2 million, I guess. Uh, The construction will begin in Estonia with its government planning some 600 bunkers grouped around the border crossings of Narva in the north and Varu in the south, Newsweek reports. So were you just going to build 600 bunkers in the next two weeks? How are you going to get 600 bunkers built before Putin decides he's going to, uh, uh, attack for NATO crosses a line that it's that it makes it too late. How are you going to get 600 bunkers built in time? What if he attacks you tomorrow? What if he attacks you the next day? You're already telling your, your, your Germany and other European nations, you're already telling your citizens build bunkers, build bunkers, like prepare. We're, 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 we're going to have to call you up. You're going to have to go into war. You already know you're, you're off guard. You already know your ammunition levels are low. How are you going to have time to build 600 bunkers and be ready? Like it's lawful, hopeful plans. And, and it makes sense, but you're not going to get finished with 600 bunkers in time. I guarantee you daily mail. Let's move on to America. We're going to get into some very interesting uh, uh, news articles here, everyone. You, you, if you stuck around this long, I guarantee you this is going to be worth it. You're going to learn something very, very explosive. Daily Mail, the Texas town under martial law. Eagle Pass residents reveal how cops and troops are seizing their property, questioning locals as it stands at the epicenter of the migrant crisis. So when uh, the Governor Abbott, declared that we were they were going to defend uh, the border. Um, I guess that meant martial law was going to be passed in the Eagle Pass. And troops and, and all the National Guard were going to seize property. Let's get into this. Residents in the border city of Texas have revealed how police and National Guard troops have taken over, seizing properties as migrants trash lines the streets. Eagle Pass, which is home to 28,500 Texans, has become the ground zero in the countrywide political fight as swaths of lawmakers, celebrities, and journalists flock to give their two cents on on the ever-swelling migrant border crisis. Illegal immigrants, excuse me, illegal migrants crossing has overwhelmed nearly every, every sector of Eagle Pass, but state and federal responses have too, weary residents say. The Del Rio sector, including Eagle Pass, reported 16,718 migrant arrests Just in January alone, just in January. Next article, invasion spreads to unfenced U.S. northern border amid record-breaking surge of illegal entries detected. Okay, so it's not just Texas. We're being bombarded in northern borders. How is that possible? How are people getting from Mexico to our northern borders? Well, let's read here. It's the Biden administration and shadowy network of secretive nonprofits That's the first clue. Facilitate the greatest migration invasion this nation has ever seen on the southern border. New concerns are mounting that illegals are finding alternative routes 
into the country via unfenced border, northern borders with Canada. New U.S. Customs and Border Protection data shows more than 1,200 migrants were apprehended on the northern border last year, more than double the number from the year before, which was only 3,578. The New York Post first reported that most illegal crossings, about 70%, have occurred along the 295-mile Swanton sector, including upstate New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Did any of you guys know that we have migrants crossing into New York, New Hampshire, and Vermont? We just hear about Texas, but did you know they were actually getting all the way up into Canada and crossing through those borders as well, finding whatever way they could to illegally enter the country? Migrants who make it to Mexico can afford a $350 one-way plane ticket from Mexico City or Cancun to Montreal or Toronto. And they're making their way south to cross the, U- the northern U.S. border where they, are, where they are less likely to be turned away than those who cross the southern border. On the northern border, migrants take advantage of border crossings without walls or fences. They're just simply walking right into the U.S. And you see this picture of some migrants Walking through snow, walking through snow, just coming right into our country. No one's there. No one's standing there looking because they took a, a plane ride from Mexico City or Cancun right to Canada, and they're just walking across. So it's it's happening in multiple states up north and the south. New York State Assembly Assemblyman Billy Jones, who represents Clinton County, recently warned the northern border has pretty much been ignored. The t- uptick. In migrant encounters on the northern border first came to our attention nearly a year ago. Just days ago, a migrant smuggling ring in New Jersey was uncovered that bust dozens, if not hundreds, of migrants into the U.S. through the unfenced border between Quebec and Vermont. There's a map of that. New York Republican leaders and the state legislature urged Governor Kathy Hochul to deploy the nation the state's National Guard on its northern border. Listen to this, guys. More than 8 million border encounters have occurred since President Biden took office. Let me read that again. More than 8 million border encounters have occurred since President Biden took office. That's that's incredible. 8 million In 2023, over 2.5 million migrants entered the country through the southern border. 2.5 million migrants entered in just 2023 alone. In December alone, 302,000 encounters were reported by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. On New York's northern border, 91,000-plus illegal crossings were reported in the last year. Immigration reform is a matter that must be dealt with on the federal level. However, we hope you agree that the state's sovereign right to protect its citizens and its communities must be valued above the actions of federal authorities. For this reason, we urge you to deploy the National Guard immediately to assist the state of Texas and New York Canadian border in efforts to stop the flow of migrants coming into our country illegal, illegally. <clears throat> Letter stated signed by State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort and Assembly Minority Leader William Barclay. Wow. Eight million border encounters since Biden has took office. I love this. This is great, guys. Here, and look at this headline. We need a new map to get Congress to protect the border. Look at this map. 
If you guys can see, if you if, are, if you guys are listening to this and you don't see the video, it's a map of the United States, and spread across, um, spread across uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Uh, we see a borderline redrawn that says Taiwan, <laughs> Israel, and Ukraine, and Ukraine is over Texas, Israel is over New Mexico, and Taiwan is over. Uh, California and over um, Arizona and then over uh, uh, over Mexico it says Russia <laughs> if this was right now if this was really what was like like our borders would be so secure there would be so much money going into our border to protect it uh, nothing that would be happening would be happening but unfortunately, there those those state names are not Taiwan, Israel, Ukraine with Mexico slash Russia on the other side. It is just Texas, New Mexico and uh, Arizona and California. And that's why this is how bass backwards we are in this country. This is why we're trapped. This is why U.S. citizens right now are feeling like. We are literally trapped in this country, watching it implode from the inside out. This is why so many U.S. citizens do not want the people who are in leadership anywhere in their seats controlling any of this mess. We've seen enough of it, and it's only getting worse. It's beyond worse. It's out of control. It's even beyond out of control. We cannot begin to just everyone think that we're just stupid to think that they're stupid and they just don't know what they're doing. At some point you have to come to the realization that this has to be purposeful. The mishandling of this uh, border that we have in our country, it has to be purposeful, but why, why and who would be doing it? What would be the purpose behind it? Well, let's continue. Look here. Proof. International organizations engaged in criminal conspiracy to aid and abet illegal immigration into U.S. to collapse the country for U.N. Agenda 2030 goals. Guys, get ready. Take your seats. Hold on to your headphones. Hold on to your steering wheel if you're listening to this. Hold on to your pillow if you're listening in bed. This is unreal, okay? This is unreal. Let me just uh, start here. Photo and video evidence of illegal immigration encampments and stations proving the planned and organized collapse of America. We, we, there's proof. You're not going to see this. You're not going to hear about this on CNN. You're not going to hear about this on Fox. You're not going to hear about this anywhere. But right here, you're going to hear it from here from me, KB, on Trapped in the U.S. podcast. You're going to hear it from me right here now. Organizations, the United Nations, the IOM, International Organization for Migration, European Union, United Nations, International Children's Emergency Fund, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders, United Nations Refugee Agency, Norwegian Refugee Council. Those guys are right there. All right. They are facilitating this migration. Watch and catered to by various international government and non-governmental organizations. So there's governments and elite 
corporations and uh, organizations that have funded these organizations and the migrants to, to come into America, to literally come into America. And it's all about Agenda 2030 at the UN. A few on the scene include OIM, Red Cross, Unifest, we read this before, who offer migrants aid and instructions on how to get into the United States. Migrants see various maps telling exactly how to trek to the U.S. border. So we're helping them. We're giving them maps. These guys are giving them maps. They're giving them care packages. They're, They're giving them rape kits just in case they get raped along the way. We're not telling them it's not safe. These organizations are not telling them you shouldn't do this. You should turn back around. No, you guys should go into the United States illegally. We're going to tell you how to do it. And even if you get raped along the way, we're going to give you something for that to help you. This map displayed in the highest care facility shows the migrant path across Panama and Costa Rica. We have footage, everybody. I'm going to show it to you here in a second. A more comprehensive map is distributed by the Red Cross. This map not only shows multiple migration routes to the United States, but also includes rest stops across Central America and Mexico. A similar uh, app is handed out by Medisconing Fronteras, known as Doctors Without Borders. The most striking form of this aid is a bag, which we call a rape kit. It is handed out by the OIM in Colombia before migrants trek through the Darien Gap. The kit, which contains condoms, morning after pills, allow migrants to get more safety. They're for safety, everyone. Yeah, you're going to get raped. You're going to get taken advantage of. But you know what? Here's a condom. Here's a pill. Maybe the person who's raping you will put it on. Maybe if he doesn't do it, you can just take this pill afterwards. Just trust the bag. Trust the kit. You'll get through it. It's worth it to get into America and to do the agenda that we have here for you. Unbelievable. Why are these groups encouraging migrants and aiding them? Why is this happening on an organized industrial scale? And why does the U.S. border remain wide open? Anyone have answers? Listen, September 2015, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the 2030 agenda, Agenda for Sustainable Development. This agenda provides, quote, unquote, blueprints, the blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet now and into the future. At its heart are the 17 sustainable development goals. Agenda 2030 outlines a blueprint for world socialism, stating that we are embarking on a collective journey to build a world free of poverty, hunger, disease and want. In a related paper by the IOM titled Migration and the 2030 Agenda, its clear plan for mass migration of people is presented. The report begins by stating the 2030 Agenda recognizes migration as a core development consideration, which marks the first time migration is integrated explicitly into global development agenda. And further states, quote, it is impossible to link migration to every goal, or it is possible, excuse me, to link migration to every goal in the 2030 agenda. So migration is a part of all these goals, the 17 goals that they have migration. So this agenda is being adopted. It's now 2024. Biden started in 2020, correct? 2021. So 8 million people have come across the border since he's been president. This has been adopted at 2015. It's kicked into gear since COVID, 
Okay. Since Biden's been in office, now the borders are completely rampant with all these people. Why? Because it's a part of the UN 2030 agenda. Shockingly, the report refers to migrant men, women, and children as agents of development. This is in their reports that they printed out. This is their, their, their manual for the 2030 agenda. Finally, the report states that we should not focus efforts on trying to stop migration, facilitating, not restricting. Migration is a priority. It is clear that this illegal immigration is indeed being facilitated and encouraged. UNICEF, also known as the United Nations Children's Front, hands out these care packages. Just hands them out, gives them to the people. All right, guys, we're going to check out this video. Listen to this. 21. More than 6 million illegal immigrants have been apprehended at the southern border. That is more than the populations of 30 American states and more than the combined populations of Wyoming, Alaska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Idaho, and Montana combined. This investigation by muckraker.com proves that the collapse of the United States southern border is the result of deliberate planning by government and non-government entities. This story takes place inside the Darien Gap, the artery connecting North and South America, where the mass migration pipeline to the United States begins. To put it simply, migrants who cannot fly into any North American country first fly into South America, most frequently Quito, Ecuador, due to its easy entry requirements. From Ecuador, the migrants cross into Colombia and then trek across the Darien Gap, a lawless section of jungle where migrants are frequently raped, robbed, or killed. Those who make it across the jungle find themselves in Panama. This is where our story begins. Hola, hola, ¿cómo estás? What's going down, baby? Hey, man. What's up, friend? Bueno. ¿Qué país? Colombia. Colombia? Todos Colombia? Perú. Perú. Pregunta muy importante. ¿Te gusta uh, Presidente Trump o Presidente Biden? ¿Qué país? ¿Todos de Venezuela? ¿Venezuela qué país? ¿Qué país? ¿Todos Venezuela? ¿Venezuela? ¿Venezuela? You guys are just listening to this. Immediately after migrants enter the camp, they are processed by Panamanian authorities and catered to by various international government and non-government organizations. A few on the scene include OIM, Red Cross, UNICEF, HIAS, European Union, Doctors Without Borders, UNHCR, and the Norwegian Refugee Council. 
All of these organizations play a role in a carefully planned mass migration pipeline. Although Panama, the rest of Central America, and Mexico offer safe havens where migrants can seek refuge, nearly all migrants will head to the United States. This is facilitated by the various groups mentioned earlier, who offer migrants aid and instructions on how to get to the United States. Migrants receive various maps detailing exactly how to trek to the U.S. border. This map, displayed in a highest care facility, shows the migrant path across Panama and Costa Rica. In this footage, a highest worker can be seen explaining exactly how to cross Panama. How much is the bus? The bus charges you $40 to ride it. It takes approximately 14 hours. At night, they'll transfer you to Panama. A more comprehensive map is distributed by the Red Cross. This map not only shows multiple migration routes to the United States, but also includes rest stops across Central America and Mexico. How did you learn about this route? Porque ya personas han pasado por acá y ya nos han indicado el destino hacia por, por el destino donde tenemos que pasar. Y acá nos dieron en la Cruz Roja, nos dieron este este Guys saying the Red Cross gave up this map of how to get there. A similar map is handed out by Medicocin Fronteras, also known as Doctors Without Borders. Perhaps the most striking form of this aid is a bag which we call a rape kit. It is handed out by the OIM in Colombia before migrants trek through the Darien Gap. The kit, which contains condoms and morning-after pills, allows migrants to get raped more safely in the jungle. Why are all these groups encouraging migrants and aiding them on this deadly journey? Why is this happening on an organized industrial scale? And why does the U.S. border remain wide open? In September 2015, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The agenda provides a quote-unquote blueprint for peace and prosperity for people and the planet, now and into the future. At its heart are the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Agenda 2030 outlines a blueprint for world socialism, stating that we are embarking on a collective journey to build a world free of poverty, hunger, disease, and want. In a related paper by the IOM titled Migration and the 2030 Agenda, a clear plan for mass migration of people is presented. The report begins by stating, The 2030 Agenda recognizes migration as a core development consideration, which marks the first time migration is integrated explicitly into the global development agenda, and further states, quote, It is possible to link migration to every goal in the 2030 Agenda. Shockingly, the report refers to migrant men, women, and children as agents of development. Finally, the report states that we should not focus efforts on trying to stop migration, facilitating, not restricting. Migration is the priority. It is clear that this illegal migration is indeed being facilitated and encouraged. For example, UNICEF, also known as the United Nations Children's Fund, hands out these care packages at Panamanian migration camps. Notice the subtle messaging on the bag that reads, 
trust yourself, you can, encouraging the migrants to continue on their journey. On the back of a Red Cross map, information is given about the use of freight trains for transportation. Rather than denouncing the dangerous form of transportation, migrants are told to remain seated and look out for any branches, electrical cables, or tunnels. At San Vicente Migrant Camp, rows of brand new unused bunk beds have been installed. This is likely in anticipation of an increase in illegal migration. Perhaps the most alarming aspect of the situation is the clear national security threat at hand. Many of those headed to the United States are military-aged males. There are also large groups of Chinese nationals passing through these camps on a daily basis. It is possible, and indeed likely, that many of the Chinese coming to the United States are either beholden to or working for the CCP. While it is likely that many of these migrants are good people, there's no doubt that these groups serve as camouflage for spies, criminals, and other nefarious actors seeking to penetrate our borders undetected. Powerful organizations, thousands of miles away, are facilitating the collapse of the U.S. southern border. Among many consequences of this, one will be permanent political demographic change. Most of these migrants are loyal to the Democratic Party due to their immigration and open border policies. Allow this to go on for long enough, and the United States will be a country dominated by one-party rule. If the American people don't act soon, the United States as we know it will be gone forever. I want to thank the Muckraker Report for that uh, incredible video. Guys, you heard it from here. I was trying to, um, for those of you who couldn't watch uh, the video because you're listening via uh, a podcast that doesn't have video, I was trying to explain what was being said. I apologize. Um, but it's basically showing... Uh, video of them in these camps and they're asking them why they're here, where they're coming from, um, whether they like Trump or Biden. Uh, and the video pretty much states the rest, but I highly encourage you to, to go on YouTube and watch the actual video and this whole podcast newscast that has uh, the video portion. It's also on our website, trapped in the us.com. You can see that on the about us page down uh, in the middle Guys, this is an incredible, incredible breaking news right here. This is gut wrenching. We 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 know we know who UNICEF is. We know who the Red Cross is. Guys, we give to these people millions and millions of dollars, and and they profess just so much good that they do for us. And I, I have no doubt that they do great things. No doubt that these uh, entities that are set up have good interests in mind, but behind the scenes, there is an agenda that is being uh, 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 handled, that is being administered here. And it is the UN 2030 agenda, and it's happening right now. And these, gov these agencies funded by governments, funded by people like you and me, we have no clue, okay, that those funds are directly involved in in getting millions of migrants across our border because according to the agenda, this is how we solve problems of poverty. This is how we solve problems of hunger. Let's just let's just force everybody in the United States and 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 we're all one country, we're all one world and this fits into that agenda. And, um, 
and we're all for we're not going to stop the migration if anything we're going to encourage it according to that document the documents in this video and these organizations are doing it and are you i guarantee you guys biden and them and all the people mayorkas all of them know all of it have been briefed they know what the un 2030 agenda is all the leaders in our government know the ones who don't know they're they're not informed they're probably not in a shadow government they're probably not a part of any agenda or society okay but those who are those who are in the know know that this is happening know that the american people are literally crying for something to be done crying out for anybody to act but they're not acting they're purposefully allowing it to happen because it's an agenda goal that has been adopted by this world body of the un and their quote-unquote hands are tied so they're more committed to the UN 2030 agenda than the Constitution. They're more committed to this agenda and to what it says to do and the people who are behind it that are the handlers and giving them orders and instructions than they are being subservient to the citizens of the United States. It's plain and simple. It's plain and simple. Here's our um, prophetic word. I'm going to tie all this in. This is one person uh, out of many. I, I could have picked several to talk about this, but I thought um, Sister Pamela G had a good word on on this right here. Uh, it's titled Terrorist Sleeper Cells in the U.S. Be on High Alert. Given to her October 28th, 2023 at 1022 a.m. Words of wisdom and knowledge from the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm feeling led to share some things with you of importance that the Lord has given to me in various forms over the past 10 years or so. This information comes through the Holy Spirit, impartations in the form of dreams, visions, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and gifts of the spiritual discernment. What I believe the Lord is asking me to share with you all today is in relation to the unfolding and of biblical prophecy that we're seeing now on the world stage as this war in the Middle East between Israel and so many of her enemy combatants, neighbors, and terrorist agents is now ongoing. In one particular instance, the Holy Spirit led me to a vision where he showed me from a bird's eye view, so to speak, many people crossing our southern U.S. border legally as well as illegally through tunnel systems, bribes, and payoffs. Many of these people were young men of fighting age who were Middle Eastern descent, but also could pass as Hispanic. Not only were there men, but many women as well who held radical Islamic religious beliefs like the men, such as Hamas, Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, etc., and believe in world Islamic domination through infiltration, assimilation, and even violence when necessary. Not only was our southern border being invaded in this way, but all ports of entry to the U.S. were being used to smuggle in jihadists who hate America and want to destroy her for various reasons, which is easily understood through geopolitical uh, geopolitics. However, the Lord emphasized that beyond what we see in the natural is a spiritual conquest by satanic forces to destroy God's presence in any nations or persons who stand in defense of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Lord took me deeper in this particular, deeper into this particular vision, like Ezekiel chapter eight, to show me an actual sleeper cell training camp on U.S. soil. It was hidden deep in the mountains in a very remote location. He showed me in great detail certain people crossing our borders were being trained in this camp, and many others like it around the U.S. They were being persuaded 
to join this movement with promises of a better life for themselves and their family here in America if they succeeded in their assigned tasks and to a special standing in after in the afterlife for their heroic deeds. I was shown in detail the size and layout of this camp, how it was delineated and set up, weapons being stockpiled and armaments of all types and sizes for ground and air missile assaults. Tanks, rough terrain, armored vehicles, smaller planes, paratroopers, ammunition, caches, technologies being employed, terrorist uniforms, and many more things related to the training to fight a holy war against the U.S. It was highly detailed and descriptive. So the Lord showing her this specific cell, but many cells, but the, he showed her very detailed in this specific cell what was being done, what was being planned, all the different uh, facets of this camp that, that were there, all the people that were there were involved, what they were training for, and all the different um, um, uh, stockpiles that they had, armaments that they had, and uh, what their goal was. There were both men and women present, many of Latin American and Middle Eastern descent, as well as others from parts of Africa, Caucasian people too from both the U.S., and abroad. So she saw people from the U.S. here in this camp. What are they doing there? They spoke many languages and came from varying ethnic and cultural backgrounds. In this and other dreams and visions I've received, there are Russian, Chinese, and Middle Eastern troops, among others, posing as NATO peacekeepers on American soil. Something the Holy Spirit emphasized for me to look at was how many unsuspecting young women were also being trained in these camps. I was indeed surprised to see the numbers of women present, and he told me that they were especially being used because they could so easily assimilate into daily lives of most Americans and not be noticed. They were, however, being trained to infiltrate neighborhoods, schools, grocery stores, shopping areas, malls, sporting events, playgrounds, transportation depots, and many other places that young women and mothers would have access to. They carried explosive devices in book bags, shopping carts, suitcases, baby carriages, as well as on their person. They were being trained to hide smaller uh, devices. I won't say that word. Suitcases, other devices and energy weapons, transfer small grade weapons, gain access to potential target sites and gather intel, share intel with other informants, like in places where they worked, lived near or traveled through unsuspected. The Holy Spirit said in the future there would be trigger events that would unleash these cells, agents, across the U.S. in mass to cripple us and make us vulnerable to attacks by invasions and invasions by land, sea, and air from foreign nations such as Russia and China and Iran and other countries. All this was revealed to me long before we heard about these sleeper cells in the news back in 2016 and 17. So the Lord showed her this a long time ago. I was so surprised that all had been revealed to me. I felt led to share the details with some military special forces intelligence officers. And they told me that the details were exactly in alignment with what our domestic intelligence forces had uncovered as well. As of late, many people are receiving words from the Lord about these cells in the U.S. So, and so please, brothers and sisters, pay attention. What I want to share with you all is a warning from the Lord that these, these terrorists are here now on U.S. soil, awaiting their orders to attack U.S. citizens when the word is given to them through their underground sourced networks operating on multiple levels throughout our nation and inside our government, she says. 
These attacks will be sudden and swiftly carried out through simultaneous events, not as isolated incidents alone, as we have seen in recent years through MK Ultra style lone gunman shooters. These events are meant to incite massive chaos and great fear in the people, which will lead to several potential outcome responses, all of which the enemy will use to his advantage to cripple our nation. These events can lead to our compliance compliance to foreign invaders, seizure of U.S. assets and collapse of our financial system, division and civil war, which may just be some of these potential outcomes. I can't. I, there's many other prophecies that I could go into where people are seeing this, the very same thing in different details and different locations throughout America. Um, they're out there. They're coming across our border. They're being facilitated by these um, organizations purposefully bringing them into our country. And the enemy knows it, and he's bringing these people. They're all planning and bringing these people into the border, through the border, northern border, southern border, any border that they can get through and subvert them into society so when they can be activated to do their tasks and their duty, they'll do it. We are in trouble, guys. America is in great trouble, and I can't, I don't know what else to tell you except tell you what I'm seeing to reveal to you as the Lord leads me, what, what is, what is happening. I'm using sources that, uh, some may call alternative, but they're not alternative. They're, they're just new sources that are willing to speak the truth and not be brainwashed or don't have handlers over them telling them to say the exact same agenda to keep everyone focused on Trump. Keep every, keep, let's keep everyone focused on, uh, uh, other things that distract us and keep us from looking at what is really happening in the world. But news articles outside of the U S are saying a lot of stuff that we don't get to hear here in America. And I'm all I'm doing guys. All I'm doing is trying to reveal the truth of what's really happening, how this parlays into uh, uh, the Bible biblical prophecy what is the lord saying right now and connecting the dots so that we can be aware what's happening what's going on and we can somehow prepare our hearts for everything that is coming upon us this nation has been set apart and targeted we have blood on our hands listen guys you got to repent and get your life right with the lord you got to pray, you got to repent, you got to read your word, and you got to do what it says every day. It's that simple. It's so hard yet so simple, right? Um, I know because I've not necessarily lived like this every day. I mean, we're all sinners, right? We've all fallen short. We're all uh, uh, have had times of, of just uncertainty in our lives where we came in and out of a relationship with God and and distracted by the world distracted by our own ambitions and pursuance of life but those of you who are looking uh for answers so those of you who have grown up maybe in a a, a a christian home or have had a relationship with the lord in the past and it kind of fallen off 
any of you that may want a, a relationship with the Lord, but you don't know how to start or where to begin, um, you just you, you just see everything that's coming down upon this nation and upon this world, and it's freaking you out. And we all wish it could go back to what it was. We all wish America could come back to what it was, but it will never come back to what it was. God has warned and warned and warned and warned and warned this country to repent of its sins. It's warned this country to turn away from its wickedness and its shame and all the stuff that is being done on, on, on every level in society. We, we, there's no moral character in this country anymore. Our morals have been thrown out the window. It's a very select few people who still have integrity that have morals and quality and believe in the good in this country, believe in the good in people and, and walk with the fear of the Lord before them and, and actually care about their brother that actually love their brother and their sister on this, on this planet and in their country, whatever they live. But here in America, we go out and we destroy other nations. We cause war, we kill, we destroy, we, we mutilate, babies in the womb we we distort holiness uh in the word of god we we uh persecute anyone who doesn't believe in what the narrative is we this 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 nation god has warned and warned and warned us to come to our senses and to fall on our knees and to repent and we haven't done it so I'm here to tell you now, I mean, I've, I've been telling you throughout this podcast as I've launched it, being obedient to the Lord, what he's told me to do. All right. Get your life right with the Lord. If you are walking with the Lord, you're praying, you repent every day, you read your word and do more of what it says every day. God will protect you. God will protect you when the fire comes. God will protect you when the bombs come. God will protect you. He will watch over you. He will do miracles through you. He will use you through this time. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through uh, terrible things. It doesn't mean that we're not going to see terrible things. This nation is going to be annihilated by our enemies right before our eyes. It's going to happen. At some point or time in the extreme, very near future, we don't know the day or the hour, okay? But you can choose to go crazy like everyone else. You can choose destruction like everyone else, or you can choose to be a light. You can prepare your heart now for things that are to come. And you could be a light in a dark land. You could be a, a, a person that, that can lead people. Or you could be the person that, goes nuts like everyone else is going to everyone's going to be looking for answers when your atms don't work okay when there's no gas you can put in your car when there's martial law and you can't leave your house when there's no food anymore that you can buy when we have foreign troops on our soil okay when we have riots going on and civil war happening in this country people you do you not know that these things are coming you got to the Lord has to become a refuge. You have to, you, you got to think serious. There is no more time to, to, to just party. 
There's no more time to put off and delay. Get your life right with the Lord. Prepare for tough times. If martial law was declared tomorrow, how long would you survive with the supplies you have in your home? Save. Store up. Store up on bottles of water. Dry food. Something that, that you can make that all you need is water and heat and you can eat off it. Get as much of it as possible and store it up. There's plenty of places you can buy food um, online that come in buckets and mylar bags that last 25 years. Um, I haven't uh, picked my sponsors yet and who I'm going to actually sponsor uh, or will sponsor me that I can personally recommend, but I can tell you right now, there are so many people, so many places on different platforms where you can order food that you and your family can have that can last for years and all. It's just in Mylar bags. You add water and heat. Okay. You could get noodle cups. You can get um, just regular noodles. You can, noodles. You can get rice. Okay. Do you know how to light a fire? Do you know how to boil water? Okay. Save up on uh, alternate energy sources. Um, Get you a generator. Get you a solar power generator if you can. If you can't get a fuel generator, but it's better to get a solar powered alternate source because it's quiet and you're not going to bring attention to yourself. Do you have any home defense? Anything? Do you know how to, to, to fight? Okay. Do you have the mentality to know how to defend yourself in your home? Okay. And not go crazy. Um, do you have any cash on hand? Do you have precious metals? Why do you need cash on hand? Because what if, when, when, it's only a matter of time when the when the grid goes down and you cannot pull money out the ATM. It could happen tomorrow. And what are you going to do? You can't pull money out. You need money to buy resources, to buy food. You didn't stock up. You didn't do anything. You have no gas in the car. Have you some cash on hand that you can pull out that you can use? If people aren't taking cash, do you have precious metals you can barter with like silver? is perfect okay silver is perfect get you some silver eagles i'm not giving anybody financial advice here okay i'm just telling you what what i do and i'm not recommending anything i'm just saying this is what i do if you want to choose to do what i'm doing other people are doing like myself you can choose to do that or find your other alternatives but you should be at least thinking about other precious metals you can barter with do you have a shortwave radio Something you can listen to news when there's no power and you can just dial it in. Do you have alternate ways to communicate like a CB radio, walkie-talkie, satellite phones? Okay, you need at least six, three to six months of supplies per family member. All right, you can't just fill your pantry up with, with condiments. All right, do you have enough food for you and your children and your wife? Do you have enough food for your husband, for your whole household? All right, to, for each person at least three to six months per family member if you don't you got to you have very little time left very little time left to get things in order alternate places to go that's away from the city where you can build a community do you have any other place you can go besides your home if you live in the 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 near suburbs of a city somewhere in this country in america uh, or you live in downtown, okay, do you have another place you can go that's a little further out in the country, someplace where you have maybe some family or some friends or 
when, when stuff hits the fan, this is where you're going to go. They, you, everyone needs to have that place. You need to have some bug out bags. You need to have some things ready to go that you can get in your car and go. Okay. You need to have alternate places that you can go and you have to be thinking about a community that you can build with others to work together, maybe grow fruit together. Maybe y'all can help protect one another. It could be a small group. It doesn't have to be some large community, but you need to be thinking about this. And while you're thinking about all this and you're, and you're preparing and you're building up and stocking up and saving all this stuff, it's important that you don't panic right now. Don't quit your job. I'm giving you credible. I know it's shocking and alarming news and the prophecy that, that is connecting the dots to these news is alarming and shocking. Okay. There's no doubt this is happening in our world right now today. This is all unfolding before our eyes. Okay. So, but it doesn't mean that you should just go quit your job and go crawl up in a corner. Okay. And cry and wait for Jesus to blow the horn. That's not what you do. You, you have to continue to keep living your life every day. Mindful that a day and an hour is going to come where this is going to happen. And this is going to start unfolding. And when that happens, you need to prepare your heart for those things that are to come. Keep pursuing your dreams and passions. Keep working towards the things, you know, and just pray that, you know, that you want your dreams that, and, and as you continue to do these things, it's important again, that you're also praying that you're reading your word and you're doing what God is telling you to do. All right, God's promise, God's judgments are coming to America. You need to stay close to him while you're living your life, while you're working your job. Do some work behind the scenes to start preparing for things that are coming and trust God. He will protect you in the days to come. We're Trapped in the U.S. podcast. Please follow us on IG, Trapped in the U.S., on Facebook, Trapped in the U.S., YouTube at Trapped in the U.S., Rumble, Trapped in the U.S., and please, please support our channel on Patreon at Trapped in the U.S. Podcast there. It helps um, me take care of uh, the podcast and any of the costs and the finances that go behind it. This stuff is not cheap. It is not free. I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord and what he's given me to do, the word that he's given me to share, and to use the gifts that he's given me to share this with you. So if this has blessed you, if this has opened your eyes and your ears to some things and helped create awareness in you, please go to Patreon and follow us on there. Subscribe to a $5 a month. Subscribe to a $10 a month uh, membership there. And just support us. Just support the channel. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much for your time. Until next time, this is KB at Trapped in the U.S. God bless.